Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Uh, We're still talking duck numbers here. We're going to go through the next few species. I've got uh, Dr. Tom Mormon, Ducks Unlimited's chief scientist, and Dr. Mike Brazier, waterfowl scientist here at Ducks Unlimited's national headquarters in Memphis. Um, We're going to kick right off into blue-winged teal, which is exciting for everyone. It's it's kind of that time of year. It's really the first species that's up to bat um, for waterfowl hunters. And the numbers here, down 16%, 5.4 million, but still up 6% from the long-term average. I mean, what, what was your guys' first reaction when you saw that? Uh, I was actually not too surprised given how dry that I knew and had heard and suspected that Prairie Canada had become. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing about blue wings is they are true prairie nesters. Predominantly, the, almost the entire population comes out of the prairies. The other thing about blue wings is they're really nomadic, which is a good thing because not all spots on the prairies are wet in all years and so blue wings are really good about finding water and this year they're finding a lot of water in the dakotas in western montana where they're not finding any water in saskatchewan alberta and southern manitoba we have now two years of fairly dry conditions not terribly dry but fairly dry conditions and so the population you would the response you would expect out of a species like blue wings is in fact downward mm-hmm. and that's what we see so i wasn't too surprised and I'd also tell hunters don't panic because this bird can decline precipitously, mm-hmm. if that's a word, <laughs> and it can explode when yeah. water comes back. And so it's always been that way. It wasn't very many years ago we were talking about 9 million breeding blue wings. Yeah, we're down to, what, 5.4 million this year. That's not great, but it is also not uh, catastrophic because they can really come back quickly. Yeah, and, and one thing that's noticeable from the survey is that percentage of blue wings in the Dakotas this year. Yeah, um, that, yeah, that's right. We had uh, 2.7 million settle in the Dakotas. Wow. Uh, 2.7 uh, and then two, actually about two, almost 3 million settle in the Dakotas and, and Montana combined. And so those are the areas that were wet. And that's yeah. what you would expect, given that's what right. Tom said about them being nomadic. And the other good thing about that is you have over half the population of blue wings that, uh, that have settled in that in, in the area where, that we expect to be much more productive this year. Yeah, so... More brew survival, basically. Should be. Should be a pretty good performance by blue wings out of the Dakotas. Now, you know, that'll be contrasted a bit with poor production north, but when half the population settles out on good water conditions, there's going to be some young blue wings. It's just a question of, you know, at that point, getting them bumped out of there with a little bit of cold front for early teal seasons and that kind of thing. Hunters, Hunters should be okay, but... You know, teal seasons can be really hit or miss, especially if you're in the mid-latitudes where they're there one day and gone the next. Yep. I have personally scouted holes full of blue wings and gone there the next day and shot nothing. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Oh, yeah. And we're and we're in that stage right now. I mean, blue wings are kind of hopscotching their way down yep. the flyway. Absolutely. Um, every little gust of north wind is, is going to push these birds south. Um, next species, we've got everyone's favorite, the northern shoveler. Um, still 39% above the long-term average, down 13% this year at 3.6 million, but um, also a prairie nester, yep. so very indicative of the dry conditions. Um, where do you, where did you see the majority of these, or what were the majority of these birds? 
Well, given my fondness for they, shovelers, I, I was expecting a disparaging comment, and I'll <laughs> thank you for not making one so I didn't have to defend well, we're not my, finished yet. my preferences here. Uh, yeah, shovelers, same kind of deal as blue wings. You know, they settle out. They'll do well in the Dakotas. Uh, the drop in the population is purely reflective of that loss of water and wetlands in southern Canada now for two years running. And so, again, don't panic. The population remains well above its long-term average. It's a population that's really healthy. And and I was not really even kidding when I said they're one of my favorite birds. They're yeah. actually really cool. Yeah. So, no, yeah. they're fantastic birds. And I'm not going to say anything. Maybe Mike will. He's well, going to chime he in. Well, no, what I would say is more to prove the fact that they are one of your favorite birds. You actually have a little trophy that I that I believe you've in your office that you've held on to for close to 10 years now, right? Oh, yeah, probably a lot longer than that. There's a, a group of us who were friends in graduate school. We have the King Shoveler Trophy. And it moves around year by year by year, but it had moved for about 15 or 20 now. Is it based on how many you shoot? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's a, hey, that's a good prize. Yeah, it is. Be the first to know when ducks are on the move. Sign up for DU's waterfowl migration email alerts and receive ongoing in-depth updates on the latest habitat conditions, weather changes, and hunting reports for your flyway. Visit ducks.org slash migration alerts. All right, we'll move on to the northern pintail. Uh, much more, uh, I guess, lauded bird um, by some, I guess, not by Tom. Uh, very <laughs> unique bird, you know, very unique species, unique breeding habitat needs. Um, down 42% of the long-term average, only down 4% from 2018, 2.2 uh, million this year. And, and where's that, let's just kind of go into, like, where's that down 42% um, leading to, and, and what are your guys' comments to people who are or concerned about this bird? Yeah, that's a, that's an ongoing discussion in the waterfowl management community. What we saw from pintails, say, from the 70s into the 80s is that the population did really well. Um, of course, there was a drought where they took a downturn. But there was a fundamental change in agricultural practices in the prairies starting in the, well, let's just say, early to mid-90s, a uh, practice called... Uh, fallow and what that typically would mean is that producers up there would plant a field one year harvest it and then it would sit idle through the next spring well that idle stuff grew up in what equated to uh, short stubby vegetation that pintails do really well and they're actually a short grass nesting species mm -hmm. so if you take that out of the game for them then you remove millions of acres of potential nesting habitat because farmers now crop annually and they don't do summer fallow yeah so that's probably at the root of the decline over time. The question will be then, are we at a new sort of a stable population trajectory where, you know, the new reality for pintails is more in the line of, uh, say, two to four million birds versus the kind of five to seven that it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then this year, you know, the population is stable over last year. Uh, the good thing about pintails, again, a fairly nomadic bird, and they're good about finding water when they can, and they did and will. Uh, you see a really great response to pintails moving into the Dakotas based on the survey numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, you see a really negative response in Alberta, Saskatchewan, which we typically consider the traditional core of pintail production. Those places were dry, pintails relocate. And these, this year, a bunch will stop in the Dakotas. The rest probably moved up into the boreal or up into the Arctic, 
we're not real sure about those birds as to whether they nest and if they do, how successful they might be. Yeah. But the ones in the Dakotas should turn out some birds. Good. That's good news. And just to, to, to illustrate exactly how strong that response was this year, when you look back to 2018, the number of pintails that settled in Montana and the Dakotas was, you know, right around uh, 500,000. This year that doubled up to about a million birds that found that water and, yeah. and uh, settled in that, in that more productive habitat. So that, that's a good thing. I'd like to see what the numbers are going to be next year. Cool. Well, hey, guys, I appreciate you joining me. Um, everyone stick with us. We've got three more species to go. We're going to get into the divers next. Um, thanks a lot, Tom. Thanks a lot, Mike. And look forward to talking about these diving ducks. Enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash podcast for resources based on today's topics as well as access to more episodes. Until next time, stay tuned to the ducks.